Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome back to the Know Your Vol Player Podcast. I'm your host, J215 Forever, the number four ever. Follow your boy on IG. You know, my IG page is the podcast page. That's Know Your Role Player underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. All right. That is anchor.fm backslash know your role player. K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-E-Y-E-R. All right. Now, whether you have Apple Podic- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, Public, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, and many, many more, you will get notifications like the episode you are currently listening to becomes available. All right. All right, guys, welcome back. Today is Monday, March 14th. We got a huge, huge podcast, but we're going to keep this podcast 30 minutes or less, all right? We're going to get a lot done in a little bit of time. I got my guest with me, French. French, what's up to the people? What is going on, everybody? All right, so French, we're having some fun with our new order instead of our old order. And since we're a little bit close to the game times, let's get our picks in first and then do a little basketball talk second. That's cool? Okay. All right, do you have the list? Yes. All right, so, let's get it. You are currently 80 and 65. All right. I am currently 75 70. Okay, okay, okay. Now, uh, the season's – I think we got, like, like, what, 10 games or less left? Uh, the way that we do it, probably, something like that. Yeah, so these next couple of picks got to matter. So let's do this off. Now, Cavaliers at Clippers. I do got a little bit of notes on this. Uh, I do believe that Karis LeVert is playing. Yes, he is playing. So is Laurie Markkinen. So is Laurie Markkinen. No Reggie Jackson. No Marcus Morris. No Reggie Morris. Jackson. No Marcus Morris. No Marcus Morris. Oh, yeah. Once you say Marcus Morris has been the hottest clipper, I love the Cavs to win by seven. Yeah, I love them to win double digits easy. Yeah, that's probably my favorite better tonight. All right, let's keep it moving. Hawks versus Trailblazers. Hawks got to win by 14. Yes. Listen. Josh Hart, we're going to talk about him in a second, but um, I got to take the Hawks to win by 14. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Hawks. No John Collins, no Gallinari, so expect a big night from Capella. Yeah. Okay. Sixers Nuggets, and we'll break this. This will be the first game we talk about, but um, there's a lot of implications with this game. Um, the Sixers did not play well, even though they won versus the Magic. I think there was a kind of a look-ahead game. Whatever they bring has to come tonight, especially from Joel Embiid. All right? Without getting into the game too much, because I don't want to do a deep dive, I will take the Sixers to cover this three. Yeah, I'm going to take the Sixers just because of guard play. Yeah. All right. Charlotte versus the thing. Excuse me, the thing. The thunder. (laughs) The disrespect. The thunder. All right? Listen, is Shea Gillius Alexander playing? Yes. Is Josh Giddy playing? Questionable. All right, uh, 12, so I think they're giving him a puncher's chance. If Josh Giddy was playing, I would take the 12. He's not – I feel like at some point this game becomes a blowout, so I'm going to take the Hornets to win by 12. Yeah, I'm taking the Hornets too. Miles Bridges, huge night tonight. Nice. Timberwolves, Spurs. Minnesota is favored by three and a half. Y'all know how I do about my Spurs. I'm taking the plus three and a half in the Spurs at home. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to take the Timberwolves. and I, I don't confident, but I'm going to take Timberwolves. Yeah. Once again, Golden State by 11 and a half. This is probably my favorite pick of the night. 
Draymond Green is back. Their offense will sink. I think Jordan Poole might be out tonight. No, he's fine. He's fine? Oh, yeah, they're going to no win. Wiggins. Like no Wiggins. Hey, I'm not worried about so, that. So, yeah, win. Steph Curry's birthday. Klay Thompson coming off his best game in two years. Draymond Green coming back. I like Versus the Warriors a team that doesn't 20. play defense. Yeah, Warriors by 20. Bulls and Kings. Chicago has to win by three and a half on the road. Now. I want to take the Kings. I want to take the Kings. I feel like the Kings play hard at home, but they let me down. So I'll take the Bulls to win by three and a half. I'm going to take the Bulls. Sabonis never does anything against Vucevic. <laughs> Hopefully it's the day today. Upset pick. The Jazz are favored by two and a half home versus the Bucks. I know the Bucks have been losing some close games. I love the Bucks tonight. Love Bucks. Them. Bad matchup for the Jazz. Bad yeah. matchup. Love them. Last game. Listen. Maybe you know something I don't. The Lakers, after getting molly yesterday, we'll get into that in a second, are only have to cover five versus Toronto. So Toronto's a five-point favorite. The Lakers are home. It's a 10-30 game. Tell me what I'm missing from this, dog. So Toronto's the only other team besides the Lakers that doesn't really play a true center. So it's actually the Lakers do match up size-wise and position-wise. talent-wise. And oh, absolutely not. They're going to get waxed. They're get, I'm taking Toronto. Lakers okay. are getting waxed. Okay. All right, so before we do that, let's jump right into what do you want to lead with, man? Do you want to lead with uh, Durant and Kyrie? Oh, absolutely. All right, so let's get it off there. Now, Kyrie and Durant have been on a tear, all right? He wouldn't be one of the hottest teams in the NBA. This is one of the points in the season where you really want to start peaking, where right before the playoffs, you get the engine turning. These are both great offensive players, and they've been doing it. But there was some funny stuff yesterday. Do you want to get the breakdown of the before and after? All right, so real quick. The Nets did wind up winning uh, a game that probably shouldn't have been this close, but they did win 110-107. Durant goes off, all right, on absolute fire. Ten fire emoji scores 53 on him, right? I like 53. Yep. But give me the rest of the story, brother. So, okay. So, there was there was word about ten minutes before tip-off that Mr. Kyrie Irving was going to be in attendance at the Barclays Center, even though there's still a mandate that's workplace-related. Mm-hmm. He is allowed to be at the Barclays Center, no mask, sit courtside, whatever. So he did that. And there was a lot of, you know, you know, big boying on the sidelines when they won and Durant was going off and he did all that. Uh, the Nets also got fined 50K today because he was in the locker room <laughs> after the game, which is not a lot. So I don't even want to focus on that. Part. I want to focus on the part afterwards. After the game, Kevin Durant, during his press conference, basically decides to make the comments um, to the effect of people just doing things to do things. Saying that the mayor of New York City essentially hasn't lifted the mandate because he just wants to, you know, be in the headlines. Mm -hmm. So I heard a lot of different takes on this from a lot of quote unquote experts. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sum it up fairly, fairly simple. Should Kyrie have went to the game yesterday? Absolutely not. Had nothing to do with the teammates. Nothing like – it's just – it's not good optics. And this is something that you and I have talked about off-pod about Kyrie for years. Mm-hmm. For such a smart individual, not basketball, for such a smart person, right? Because he is intellectual. He I don't is agree smart. With Both of him and Durant yeah. are smart. They're smart dudes. But for smart people, Kyrie and Kevin – they, they do some really stupid things. Oh, no, things. they put their foot in their mouths. Yeah, and okay. I don't mean stupid in terms of, like, can't come back from it or, like, terrible. No, but they just do things that, like, this is why you have PR people for the Nets. This is right. why you have an agent. 
This is why you have a manager. This is why you have a mother and a father to tell you, hey, I wouldn't say that. Uh, and if I was going to say it, I wouldn't say it like that. Yeah. Because uh, at the end of the day, going at the mayor isn't getting the mandate lifted any sooner. If anything, too, it's going to make him dig his feet in more. Yeah, it's a small-minded concept. Like, in your words, basketball is a game, and yep. it's not life. Remember, this pandemic has killed millions of people. In New York, which has a mass population, they got to move different than other people because I don't know if you've ever been to New York. It's a lot of people. Yep. So uh, I do want to be fair and give Kevin Durant's latest quote, a uh, statement from the Net Star Kevin Durant. <clears throat> the last two years have been difficult and painful time for New Yorkers, as well as very confusing times with the changing landscape of the rules and mandates. I do appreciate the task of the mayor has been in front of him with all the city has been through. My frustrations with the situation doesn't change the fact that I will always be committed to the cities and helping the community and cities I live and play in. End quote. That's cool. Just uh, take your foot out your mouth next time. There's life bigger than basketball. And listen, I'm going to agree with one thing. I do think it's dumb to tell a player, play, excuse me, tell Kyrie, one, I do think it was kind of a show a little bit coming to the game, even if you wanted to really come and love basketball. I don't care, but I honestly think it is kind of dumb to say, okay, you can't play, but you can come here. Do you have any pushback with that? No, I mean, I listen, I think it's stupid. But okay. I said from the very beginning, I thought the mandates, like I felt like the NBA has set their own rules like the NFL did and everybody else did. They chose to not do that, and they decided to follow the guidelines of what the different cities and states were going to do. And we said this was going to get messy. I don't, like, I agree. It's ridiculous at this point. But, and this is a big but, what does any, what does that have to do with the fact that Kyrie can still get the vaccine? Mm-hmm. Can still get the vaccine and play the next, however many home games he wants. So, and this is something we talk about all the time as men. You can make a choice however you want as a grown man, Right. You can make a choice about your life and your livelihood, but you don't also get to dictate the consequences to your choice. Right. You made a choice. Right. And you better hope that Cleveland collapses because of injuries and that you could sneak in to the sixth seed because it's possible. But if you play Toronto in the first round, that's a loss. Uh, It might be a loss with Kyrie. It's a definite loss because he can't get into Canada. I completely forgot about that. And that's not getting lifted anytime soon. No, absolutely not. So, again, like I've been saying this, y'all, all y'all Brooklyn fans out there, Kyrie fans and Kevin Durant fans, just just listen. Say whatever y'all got to say. Talk to whoever y'all got to talk to. Make sure that they don't have to play Toronto in the first play-in and make sure they don't play Atlanta in the second one. That's all I'm going to say. Real quick, um, I always hate when injuries come, and I love again. This is a podcast that shows love to role players. A role player that's been on a tough journey uh, as far as finding a homeowner team, but always been a solid player, and uh, a player I enjoy watching uh, from St. Joe's University. DeAndre Bembry did tear his ACL and MCL in his right knee, and he's expecting to have uh, team surgery in the coming days. Uh, he was hurt in Sun Saturday night's loss to the Warriors, one twenty-two to one hundred nine. Um, been on a bunch of different teams, but again, he's a hard player, he's a role player, and it was a tough injury. Uh, so get well soon to DeAndre Bembry. Anything you got on that? Uh, no, get well soon, but I do want to just say this. This is something that, again, we've talked about off the pod. Every trade isn't always the best trade, and if you look at a team like the Bucks, who traded away DiVincenzo, 
And then right after that, you start having these random, you know, freak injuries to Connaughton, to Bembry. You don't want to not ha- – you don't want to have a short bench or not right. have the players you need going into the playoffs. Or trade Dante DiVincenzo, even though Period. you just didn't yeah. have pa- – you didn't have patience to let a player that came from a really serious injury to get back in the rhythm. Exactly. So. All right. Now, I've got to pass – I can't pass this topic. Now, I don't care about the Lakers. They're trash. All right. I, the LeBron <laughs> scoring title, that's good for him, but I don't think it means anything. I think it's cool for his It means accolades, nothing. But I, I got to talk about this. So – I don't believe in woulda, coulda, shouldas, right? Yep. I respect injuries. I understand the context that injuries matter, but I don't think it hovers over things. So let's throw some context in there. So last night, right, the Lakers get mopped, all right? Hold on. Mopped, all right? (laughs) 140 to 111, and it wasn't that close. All right? Yo, let me listen. This is how bad this game got, right? Because we're not going to keep doing this thing with, like, when he has 50, he's the greatest player ever. And when they lose, oh, it's Westbrook. Hold on for a second, right? And he's not all in the blame by himself, but you're the leader of the ship for better or worse, all right? So let me hit you with the starting five, all right? Let me give you the starting five for the Phoenix Suns, all right? Jay Crowder, four out of 10 from the field goal line, three out of eight from the three point line, five rebounds, one assist, 11 points, all right? It's not bad. Not Mikhail bad. Bridges, 18 points, six rebounds, three assists. Next. DeAndre Ayton, 23 points and 16 rebounds in 27 minutes. Cameron Payne, <laughs> he didn't get the 10th point, which I really could have appreciated, but 11 assists, 4 rebounds in 24 uh, minutes. 10, 11 assists in 24 minutes is crazy. Then let's go to Devin Booker, 30 points, 10 assists, 2 rebounds with 4 made threes, all right? They had some good production off the bench in Aaron Holiday, um... But they just killed the team. They outclassed the Lakers. But I'm so tired of this. Yo, so Anthony Davis does this. If I would have played, they know and we know would have won that I we would have won the series, right? He's talking about the Lakers if he would have hurt. Yep. I want to respectfully remind Lakers fans, but you're not you're not like I don't want to put you in the conversation with this, that Chris Paul was also hurt. And even though the Lakers had a good defense that season, people were series, it was a 50-50 series. Yep. And the biggest problem the Lakers had with that series was the dribble penetration and the scoring ability from the Bulgars between Chris Paul and Booker. That's what won the game. They couldn't do nothing to stop Booker. And when he did, they just gave up a bunch of threes. All right? Now, Davis could absolutely score against that team. But there's no guarantee that a healthy Davis beats that team. And guess what we didn't get after that game? A healthy Anthony Davis. Guess True. who's hurt? Anthony Davis. I actually felt bad for one time on street clothes, then he kept getting hurt. And again, he's not purposely getting hurt. I'm not trying to make a personal attack on him. But, dog, you can't do the they know when we would have known, all right? And listen, if the Suns want to laugh at the Lakers if they beat him, and he's talking about they and we would have known, I'm laughing too. Now, Lakers fans try to do this backhanded thing or you act like y'all won the championship. No, they won a championship, but they did beat y'all. And they can't hold it over y'all heads in the argument. That's how that goes. <laughs> I have a Laker fan, but an objective one on the line. I need your comment on this, man, because this is driving me crazy. I mean, the late, listen, the Lakers suck, man. It's not only really that they suck. It, all right, do you believe, because I, I don't even want to be the random book, do you believe a healthy Anthony Davis would have guaranteed beat the Phoenix Suns last year? No. Okay, thank you. Thank was you. Anthony Davis healthy last year when we played them the first <laughs> round of the playoffs? Because he was until he got hurt in that series, and we lost those two games. Yep. And that team was better than this. So it's like, I don't want to hear it. Listen. Yeah, and Chris Paul literally couldn't even shoot. They were still beating him. 
if yeah. Anthony Davis, the only thing I want to hear from him is I'm starting tonight. Other than that, <laughs> I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, I, I hate I hate that we we could have, should have, would have. Dog, life is a is or isn't. It's what it is about. All right, it's meat and potatoes. You Listen, are or you are not. It's not greatest quote country. of all time. Is if my mother was a man, she'd have been my father. You That's got that it. one, brother. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. So, like it's like okay if you would have played something maybe different could have happened. You can but there's no guarantee to that. Yeah, you can woulda coulda in sports, but you can't do it in like a real thing that actually happened that you had control. It got hurt. Exactly. Stop. 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 Please come back healthy. Please. That's um, it. A couple other things uh, from last night. I do want to talk about the Mavericks. All right. So. um other than Kevin Durant, the other player of the week was Luka Doncic, and I do feel like the Dallas is my team in the West that can really make some noise just because matchup-wise, you got Luka, and Spencer yes. Dinwiddie is really stepping into his own. Give me a little bit of love for Dallas as they beat the Celtics last night, yeah. 95-93. So the thing, the thing is, is that I love exactly what Dallas did, but even worse than that is that the fact that the Celtics choked. They absolutely, completely choked. And, you know, take it from there for a second, Jay. I just think they choked. Why do you think they choked? Because I think choking, I think it's a little dangerous to say what teams choked. I can't. Okay. So I think they choked because it was the simple fact that Jason Tatum's missing shots, right? He started off great, starts missing shots. Right. And then everyone's just missing shots left and right. Right. And... I they mean, definitely should have. No, no, they definitely should have won. They were favored to win. They're a better team. Um, my biggest problem with the Celtics is I don't care about the finish. What they finish is, I know they can play defense. I always ask myself, do I believe that this team has a chance to make it to the finals? And I don't because I feel like they're missing pieces. I feel like um, fourth quarter clutch offense can get very. Jason Tatum is he hot from the ISO? You know, it's not really action. And again. They have been playing better, and they have been doing stuff, but there's no way they should have lost this game, all right? No, like I said, I'm not a choke guy, but I respect you for saying choke. I'm not going to say choke. It just kind of blundered away a lead. But um, if the Celtics want to be a real team, they got to beat real teams, all right? They beat a lot of bad teams. They have beat some good ones, but this is a game that they needed to win, all right? You agree with me for that part, right? No, I agree. They needed to win. Yeah. Those. Now, and also, Spencer Dinwiddie has – all right? Hashtag know your role player. He had a really big three late in the game, finished with 18 – Five and four, um, really been hooping, and it was a good trade, man. Maxi Kleber uh, had uh, thirteen rebounds, which is a kind of an odd stat line with zero yeah. points. Um, Hold on, again, Jay, Jay, I got to I, I have an emergency going on at my at my crib right now. I got to go. I'm sorry. All right, sorry about that, man. But there is a huge game on tonight. All right, so and it's a game that I'm I'm so excited for. So if we be honest right now. There are two players at the top of the MVP, in whichever order you may think, all right? Now, on one corner, we got Nikolai Jokic, and in another corner, we got Joel Embiid, right? Now, this is so dope because there's not a lot of games left in the season. These guys play the same position. I do believe the Sixers are a better team, but they haven't been playing well. But I'm going to be honest with y'all. Last year, if Embiid didn't get hurt, I felt like he should have won MVP. I'm fine with Jokic winning it, and I do not disagree with the arguments of Jokic winning it, but I personally felt that it was Joel Embiid's award loss and he got hurt last year from getting pushed by LeBron. He was never recovered after that. But again, you have another chance in life to get what you're going after. And I don't, 
I don't like the regular season being dismissed. I know the playoffs are important for certain players and their legacy, but I do feel like a guy that never won MVP before that's had a ton of injuries. I do feel like this is a big moment. All right, and they had a game last night. They didn't play well. They got an ugly win. I felt like it's a little bit of a look ahead. But if Joel Embiid wants to win the MVP, he's got to dominate tonight. All right, and again, there's a lot of pressure on him, but I don't care, man. You want it? Life is about opportunity. It's right here. Dominate this dude, Jokic. Hit him with a 40 ball or a 45 ball. All right, put some good defense on. You know, you have all the tools to be great, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Right. So the Sixers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite right now, all right? Um, Matchup-wise, I feel like the Sixers' guards are clearly better than Denver's. I feel like Embiid and Jokic isn't neutral. I feel like Embiid is better. I always felt that, but Jokic is a better passer. You can't double-team Jokic because they are great at finding cutters and shooters, okay? But I feel like the Sixers should beat this team. But again, the Sixers should win, but more importantly, Embiid has to dominate this game, all right? And again, Jokic is a funny player because... He doesn't look like he's going fast. And he does this thing where he does uh he does a pump fake at the three-point line. And he looks like he's really methodical as far as going to the rim. But he gets there, man. And even though he's not the fastest guy, he's very efficient. He's super smart. And he's highly skilled, all right? And again, I know people think I'm like a yoga hater. I appreciate Biggs passing. Passing is one of my favorite skills in the NBA. I don't take it for, like, for granted. But I feel like it's not homers. I mean, I just feel like in life it's about moments. Your first MVP. You know, even nowadays, Shaq still goes back and he thinks that Steve Nash got MVP for him. We look at Kobe Bryant and his illustrious career, only one MVP, all right? So I just feel like an MVP is a magical award. Um, I think it's very important, and I do think this is going to be a really big game, all right? Again, we talked about the Lakers and Raptors already with French, but I wanted to go over a couple more things. The Bucks have been struggling a, a little bit lately, all right? So it's like this. When they traded Dante DiVincenzo and then again they got Serge Ibaka back, I didn't love the deal. I felt like DiVincenzo and his foot injury has been a slow process as far as getting back to the player he was before. I got to get spot up and hit threes. He could handle the ball. He was a combo guard that could play both positions. He was a smart defender and he was a good role player for a team that won a championship. All right. And I understand why they had to do it because they, you know, you won a championship, your window is very small. In sports, you have about two or three years to maximize your window, all right? And they won a championship. That's most important. But you got a chance to do it again. So if you feel that this move is necessary, you make the move. I personally disagree with it. I'm not sure how much Serge Ibaka has in the tank. But again, without knowing how Brooke Lopez is going to be for the rest of the season, it's important. Also noted, George Hill and Brooke Lopez both come back tonight. So again, this is a really big game to look forward to. Um, this is the 10 o'clock game on ESPN as the Sixers are the 7.30 game, all right? Um, one other game I wanted to get into is the Warriors-Wizards, all right? 11.5 point favorites. We talked about that. Um, but Draymond Green is back, and this is very important for a couple of reasons. One, when you say a back injury, it, it definitely throws red flags up because a back injury is no joke. But there was a consistent theme with Warriors reporter, reporters, excuse me, and beat writers that Draymond Green was expected to be back, and he is back. And as long as he's healthy and he doesn't have any tweaks or re-injuries, this is very important. Now, I have consistently said all season, I'm not sure about Wiseman. Not long-term. I still think he's a great prospect. But as far as helping a team win this year, other than being a bench big, and again, there's nothing wrong with that role, but he's the number two pick, and I do believe they have higher expectations for him, but we'll see about it, all right? Now, 
My last thing that I would love to talk about is the NBA power rankings. All right, we'll do a, a brief one. We'll do top five. So number one, 54 and 14, the Phoenix Suns. All right, consistently all season, um, they're well on their way to clinch the postseason. I think they're a better team than last year when they went to the finals, had a chance to win, and I expect them to go back. I think the only team that can beat them is the Warriors. This is the thing about Phoenix with me, y'all. Phoenix is a team where I don't think they have the highest ceiling, but they always they have a they have a high floor too, right? They're not having too many terrible games. Every night they bring the energy, they play defense, they have the shooters, they have the ball handlers, they have a great brand of basketball that they bring to the table. All right. So I honestly believe that the Phoenix are one of the fourth teams that should win a championship there. And they're gonna be hungry and they're gonna turn up in the playoffs. And again, I know we forget, even though they lost in the finals, but Chris Paul had a massive playoff moments for his legacy last year in the playoffs. So I'm excited to see what he does, all right? Number two, the Miami Heat are 45-24. and 24. ESPN says Miami has plenty of time to rest this week and with only two games against the Pistons and the Thunder on the schedule. The good news for the Heat is that Victor Oladipo is finally back in the lineup and has shown flashes of solid play in limited minutes. Coach Eric Spoelstra will have plenty of time to get his veteran group in position for a drive in the playoffs, all right? Here's my thing with the Heat. I think their defense is world-class, and I think playing at home is a big advantage for them. But I don't think their offense is elite. And I do think as clutch as Jimmy Butler can be in moments, I think he's also a guy that you can kind of manage and stop, right, with the right team. Also, Bam Adebayo is good, but I believe you can – I believe Embiid is better than them. I believe other teams' best scorers, uh, Durant and Kyrie, are better. I believe that the top of their roster – isn't the greatest, but I believe their bench players and role players are the best in the league. I think they have the deepest roster in their league, and we'll see as far as bench and depth how much they can help you for in the playoffs when normally rotations are cut to six or seven man or eight man uh, lineups. All right, number three is the Memphis Grizzlies at forty seven and twenty two. Right, guys. So Dylan Brooks, really big name to remember because he's been out for most of the season, had fifteen points and four assists in Sunday's big win over the Thunder in his return. After missing two and a half months due to an ankle injury, all right? Coach Taylor Jenkins inserted Brooks right back into the starting lineup and will gradually ramp up his minutes. Brooks has been the Grizzlies' second-best leading scorer over John Moran's career, but his presence is more essential on the other end as he's by far Memphis' best all-ball defender, all right? But I don't I don't agree with that one. Again, I agree that he's the best all-ball defender, but he is also a guy that's very competitive, plays with great energy, and he's a big shot maker. All right, and in the playoffs, y'all know they're going to load up on Ja. It's going to be important for a couple of things. One, that Memphis shooters are confidently shooting shots. Two, Jaron Jackson, again, phenomenal player, been great defensively this year, but his playoffs are going to be a really good um, talking point moving forward about the trajectory of his career. All right, um, number that was the uh, number two is Miami. Number four, Golden State. Golden State is 46-22. Coach Kerr's group is getting back on track after winning three straight. Clay Thompson pulled in 38 points and a big win over the Bucks. Jordan Poole hit several big shots in Thursday's wins over Jackie Moon. Uh, provided a comic assist, uh, comedic assist, excuse me, all right, um, prior to Tuesday's game. Listen, forget all the dumb stuff. This is the thing. The Warriors are where they need to be. They're getting all their players back, and they're about to go on a run. I'm going to still say this, and I agree, this is my original point. I believe the Suns are the best team in the West. But I believe the Golden State Warriors have the highest peak. 
Their stars can get to a point where I don't think you can match. And I think uh, Jalen Rose has been saying this season that he believes that the best backcourt in the NBA this year has been Chris Paul and um, Devin Booker. All right, And you can't argue that with the production and the wins, even though Chris Paul has been hurt, Klay Thompson has been inconsistent coming back from an injury this year. But when the playoffs come, I'm, I can't wait for that matchup. All right, Clay, Clay has been moving better offensively. Obviously, he just had a really big game. But defensively is where he's really going to get his chops. That's where he made his name. All right. So um, it's really exciting to see that. All right. And the last team rounding out the top five is the Milwaukee Bucks at 42 and 26. All right. The Bucks are getting huge reinforcements to the lineup this week when center Brooke Lopez returns in action for the first time since opening night. All right. Lopez required back surgery back in December. It has been limited to just one game a season. Milwaukee has missed its presence on defense where the Bucks have slipped to 13th in defensive rating, the lowest they have ever been under coach Mike Bodenhoser. So here's the thing. You got to center, and I think this helps Giannis in particularly. One, as hard as he plays and as much as he does, I feel like it's kind of a disadvantage putting him at center because I do believe it wears it. Not that he's not physically capable of doing it. We all know he is, but I do believe there's a toll playing center versus playing power forward and Roman. And I do believe with Brooke Lopez back there, listen, y'all heard him call. Brooke, we need you. We need you, Brooke. All right? It's also important they got depth with Serge Ibaka, and Bobby Portis has been huge this season. I want to make sure I say that. Hashtag know your role player. All right? All right, guys, we did the scores and stats. Again, let me let me talk about something real quick. Um, We had French on a pod earlier. Uh, French had a small emergency that he had to leave the pod so, again, the first half of this podcast does have French on it, but he is not on the second half. I just wanted to round it up. But we'll be back uh, Thursday or Wednesday. We'll see how big this game is and some other stuff with a lot more stuff. And before the end of the week, real quick, guys, I want to break down the draft, all right? Now, I don't want to do the, a mock draft yet. It's way too early. But I do want to talk about the five most intriguing prospects in college basketball. Now, the NCAA tournament is coming up real soon. And um, big moments. I love the tournament as far as finding guys that you really look for. I start my NBA deep dive draft right about now, all right? Because I'm sorry, college basketball is not the same as the NBA, and it's hard to watch sometimes. But there's a lot of good prospects in there. There's a lot of good guys to see. And this is where I really start to deep dive into that. So before the end of the week, um, we're only doing two pods this week. But when playoff times comes, I do want to go back to the three-pod schedule, all right? I didn't forget y'all. I know y'all kind of missed the three-pods. But I want to get like a two or one. Sometimes the weeks are a little bit different depending on my schedule. But no excuses. We always get at least one pot in a week. But again, I will do maybe a Monday, Wednesday, Friday because, you know, there are NBA games on every day once the playoffs start. And I don't want to miss nothing. I want to micro talk about things. I want to do a full breakdown of everything. All right, guys? Now, listen. One last thing. If you have any topics or if you ever want to get on the podcast, don't be afraid to hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. All right? You message me. In my bio, I say open forum podcast, all right? I'm not above anything, and even though I passionately talk about basketball, I love hearing other points of views. I don't want nobody to think like me. I don't want nobody to be like me. Have a perspective and be respectful, and you can come on this podcast, all right? But again, thanks for my guest, French, for coming on earlier. Um, he's going to get himself situated. We'll be back later in the week. Uh I don't know what day, but we will do a second pod this week. Um, There's a lot going on. Uh, We're also going to do our latest odds on player futures. All right, so we got some exciting stuff to come. Guys, like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, 
We'll be back soon. I love y'all. Appreciate the support. Peace.